Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Takes two, baby. <laughs> yes. Ooh, keep going. I can't tell if, if listeners can tell I'm snapping or if there's some weird sound thing happening on my end, but I'm snapping. <laughs> Is my audio long. okay? Hello, Sherry. <laughs> Hello, Jeffrey. Just Jeffrey. Just Jeffrey. Never just, never just, but you know, That's we fine. were missing Tony today. Well, but we will only be missing him for a little bit as he was able to join us when we interviewed our guest who we'll talk about in a moment. Yes. Ooh, what a tease. I know. Well, there you go. <laughs> did you have a nice weekend? I did. I am still watching some Cowboy Bebop on Hulu. There are mm. lots of seasons, lots of episodes to get through. So that'll be my piece for a while here. And I'm happy to report that. Good. But how about you, Jeffrey? I saw something exciting on Instagram that made me squeal. <laughs> <laughs> I did get to hang out with our pal and my really, really good friend, Bob Gurr, this weekend, <laughs> which was super fun. I just love getting to see him. And, and of course we did it outdoors. We had a fire. We were very safe. We also roasted marshmallows because when you have a fire, what else do you do? Cute. Yes. It was great. We had a, we had some Mexican food, caught up a lot. Wow. It was nice. What is Bob Gurr's marshmallow roasting style? Does he like totally catch the marshmallow on fire, then blow it out? Is he a light roaster? Excellent <laughs> question. You know, I am the one who accidentally catches it on fire and <laughs> then eats a, whatever that is a carbon terrible <laughs> no it's, it's it's fine I like burnt things Bob does these slow roasting because Bob is very patient so you would watch and he would you know like, uh, like a tiny little marshmallow rotisserie uh, till it's golden brown all the way through I wouldn't expect anything less from him that totally makes sense <laughs> he's a perfectionist but we've had a lot of news a lot of we news lot. And the biggest news of course being Disney earned 23 Academy Award nominations for the 94th uh, Oscars and Leading the pack, the amazing West Side Story with seven nominations. And as if that wasn't good enough, our guest today is the star of West Side Story, the fabulous, the amazing, the incomparable Rachel Zegler. Yay. And we were so lucky because she's a huge Disney Parks fan and she loves telling her friends lies about the Disney Parks. So <laughs> we dig into that a little bit. So stay tuned. And, and Tony was with us for that. In addition, Nightmare Alley. The Guillermo del Toro film got a bunch of nominations. Summer of Soul, the fantastic documentary, which you can actually see on Hulu and now on Disney Plus for uh, Black History Month. Eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain. Luca, Raya, and of course, Encanto all got animation nominations. Encanto got score and song. Shang-Chi, Free Guy, Cruella, just a bevy of fabulous nominations, but really just so excited, of course, for Encanto and the best original song for Dos Uruguitas. Mm, yes, I've got some more Encanto news to report, but before I get there, I just wanted to mention how fitting that we got 23 nominations. I mean, you see? I like, you know, coincidence. <laughs> I think not. I think not. Okay. Thank you for pointing Back that out. Back to the Encanto news. The music is just topping the charts. It is everywhere. Mm. As you know, I teach uh, ballet to preschoolers on the weekends, and I just put that Encanto soundtrack on, and everyone goes wild. They know every uh. word. 
it's like they enter the movie as soon as they hear the soundtrack. And I do too. It's incredible to watch. The soundtrack maintained the number one position on the Billboard 200 chart for the fourth non-consecutive week, its 10th week on the charts total. And of course, we've got to talk about We Don't Talk About Bruno, which yep. on the Billboard Hot 100 maintained the number one spot for the second consecutive week and service pressure moved up from number nine to number eight. We don't talk about Bruno is also the first song from a Disney animated film to top the Hot 100 for multiple weeks. There are all kinds of records being broken. All eight songs from the soundtrack are on the Hot 100, which is a record for a film soundtrack. So much record breaking happening right now. <laughs> and they've now started to play it on like pop stations. I was listening to yes. Kiss on the way in and Ryan Seacrest puts it on and then sings after. He was like singing yeah. a little, we don't talk about Bruno. I was like, that is amazing. And I don't think in modern history that I've ever heard a like from the movie animated version of the song sung like you know the Jody Benson part of your world with the Judy Kuhn colors mm -hmm. of the wind or you heard the Vanessa Williams covers of the wind and we love Vanessa right. Williams our friend of the mm -hmm. pod but having like it be like the actual characters like that you remember yeah. seeing singing I love it love it so incredible the music of Encanto has more than two billion streams that's billion with what? a B I know and if you're on TikTok like me, you've heard it all over TikTok. The sounds have over 14 billion views with over 5 million TikTok creations. It is everywhere Amazing. and I cannot get enough. And from Walt Disney Animation to my other favorite animation studio, Pixar, we've got exciting news over there. Pixar just released a full trailer for Lightyear. Woohoo! As we know, it comes out this June, June 17th. And it is the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear. We already know Chris Evans is voicing Buzz. Joining him are Kiki Palmer, Dale Sewells, and the amazing Taiko Waititi as a group of ambitious recruits. And if you watched the trailer, you met Buzz's robot companion, Socks. Socks is voiced by Peter Sohn, who directed The Good Dinosaur. And the cherry on top of all of this stardom, award-winning Michael Giacchino, is coming back as composer yes. for Lightyear. Yes, so check out the trailer on Pixar's YouTube now. So much fun Ooh. stuff. So much fun stuff, and I've got something else. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh there's my gosh. There's more. If you're a kid, if you have a kid, if you're a kid at heart, listen up. <laughs> Disney branded television is expanding their premium kids and family slate with some new series and movies across Disney Plus and Disney Channels. The full, full details are on D23 right now, but some highlights. In our original movies, we've got working title Prom Pact coming to Disney Plus, starring friend of the pod, Peyton Elizabeth Lee and Milo Mannheim. We also have, ooh, yes, Cherry's Christmas Corner making a comeback in February. The Naughty Nine, that will be on Disney Channel and Disney Plus. It's a holiday heist movie, which sounds very up my alley. Then over in Unscripted, we've got Growing Up, the Disney Plus original series that's produced by Brie Larson. Renovations, love a pun, love that title. This is a Disney Plus original series in which Jeremy Renner reimagines some purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's needs. Inscripted, Goosebumps, of course, the Disney Plus original series. And Jeffrey, Dylan, listen up, yes. Secrets <laughs> of Selfer Springs. <laughs> Season yes. three is coming to Disney Channel and Disney Plus. 
Oh my gosh, Dylan is losing her mind. Actually, she did lose her mind. I forwarded that email to my sister and my she's like, <laughs> Dylan's screaming. Of course she is. Uh, <laughs> love that. A couple of fun projects in development. Paula Santiago and the River of Tears is a Disney Plus original series. Tiny Trailblazers is an animated Disney Junior original series. And- Oh, wait, wait, go back. Back it up to Tiny Trailblazers. You buried the lead. I did. Executive producer. Reese Witherspoon? Yes. How could I have skipped that? He's also going to voice a character. I mean, crazy. Love a little Reese. Love a lot of Reese. And Super Fudge, that's coming to Disney Plus. It's based on the Judy Bloom book. And a couple of previously announced titles with some new news, like working title Beauty and the Beast, the Disney Plus original series. Rita Ora is now joining the cast. Yes. Yes. Doogie Kamealoha MD is renewed for season two. Yay. Also Peyton Elizabeth Lee. She is like dominating the pod this week. Yeah, she really is. I'm really stoked for this. National Treasure is a Mm. Disney Plus original series with Oscar winner Catherine Zeta-Jones joining the cast based on the popular movie franchise. And yeah, I mean, I, I love the franchise, so I'm very excited for the series. And again, I know I've spoken a lot, but this is only like the tip of the iceberg of announcements. So check out D23 for the full list. And uh, in other Disney Plus news, they just released the trailer for the new Cheaper by the Dozen film with Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. I laughed my way all the way through that, like red alert (laughs) to the Fast and Furious scooter racing. And it was, (laughs) I cannot wait to see this film. It looks so hilarious and uh it will premiere on disney plus on march 18th so we don't have to wait too long and some more eventual disney plus news more than robots is debuting at south by southwest film festival and then it will be available for streaming on disney plus so this is a gillian jacobs directed film original documentary premieres on march 14th at the festival and then will be streaming on disney plus on march 18th check out the trailer on Lucasfilm's YouTube page. But basically, More Than Robots follows four teams of teens from LA to Mexico City to Chiba, Japan, as they prepare for the 2021st robotics competition. And I didn't know this. For more than 20 years, Disney has supported FIRST with financial, in-kind, and mentorship resources. And together with Star Wars Force for Change, FIRST is continuing to bring hands-on learning opportunities for young people around the world. So super, super, super cool stuff. In other new Disney Plus news, there's so much streaming news this week. You know, we didn't even mention that West Side Story will now be soon coming to Disney Plus. So cannot wait to see that there. But Disney Plus also ordered a small light from National Geographic. It is a limited series. It's about Anne Frank and her family and the Dutch woman who, when her boss came to her and asked her to hide the family, did not hesitate. So it's a story I learned when I was a a small kid growing up. And I think hearing it from this perspective, and I think it'll be a really incredible, very powerful show. In other streaming news, our friends over at Hulu announced a whole bunch of projects. Um, They'd already announced, of course, The Dropout with Amanda Seyfried. That is premiering on March 3rd. You got Life and Beth with Amy Schumer and Michael Sarah. You've got The Girl from Playing Girl starring the fabulous Elle Fanning. Conversations with friends. So many, so many things they talked about. Many of them a little mature for, for younger viewers. So please, of course, use discretion when you're deciding what to view. And 
sad but sweet, the third and final season of Love, Victor will premiere on June 15th with eight episodes that will all drop at once. The good cliffhanger from season two, so I can't wait to see season three. Um, also coming up in June, you've got the Orville New Horizons, also on Hulu. So the new season, season three, of course, written by and stars Seth MacFarlane. You can see the new trailer on Hulu's YouTube page. So be sure to check that out. But before you check that out, you know what you should check out, Sherry? Oh, I don't know. What? I can hear Tony's cue of being like snack time. <laughs> Aww. You should check out five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit D23.com. Sherry, what's up first? Up first is Friday. Check out Cool Runnings on Disney Plus to keep that Winter Olympic spirit going with this classic film about the Jamaican bobsled team as they go for the Golden Calgary. It's based on a true story. My brothers and I used to watch this all the time. It is so good. Aww. Also on Friday, also on Disney Plus, this one's new to the library. Russia's Wild Tiger from Nat Geo follows a young tiger who is born in conservation and faces conflicts as he strays into human settlements. Hmm. Sounds like the story of my life. On Saturday, <laughs> February 12th, you've got a couple of new episodes of Big City Greens. I know my niece Dylan will be watching that. And also on Saturday, something that I might be watching on the afternoon in Freeform <laughs> is The Proposal, which is one of my favorite funniest movies of all time with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and, of course, iconic Betty White. <laughs> yes. Cap off the weekend on Sunday at 4 p.m. on Disney Channel. Up. Yes. You know it. You love it. Why not watch it? It's so, I mean, what could I even say about it? Every, it it's just amazing. <laughs> well, let's get to our special guest. This incredible talent has been dazzling audiences with her heart-stopping portrayal of Maria in Steven Spielberg's reimagining of West Side Story. Next up, she's playing Disney's OG princess, Snow White, in the live-action adaptation of the film. Please welcome to the show, the luminous Rachel Zegler. Luminous, thank you. And Luminous, I think all you had to see is West Side Story to see you are Luminous. That screen lights up whenever you are on it. Oh, thank you very much. It's very kind. <laughs> Janusz Kaminski made me look good. <laughs> <laughs> Always give credit to the DPs and cinematographers and everyone. Always. <laughs> so congrats on all of the incredible reviews, awards, nominations. What has it been like coming out of the gate, your first major film and all of this? It feels fake. It feels like it shouldn't be allowed. We, I made this movie when I was 18 years old. I think next, a month from now, will be four years since I auditioned for it. So the fact that it's only now seeing the light of day, it just feels like it shouldn't be happening. <laughs> and uh, we've been so blessed to just, we made something we're so proud of. And so the fact that it's being received so well by so many people and on a very big scale, is so heartwarming and it's just such an important story that that's all you could possibly want as a response. Well, we have to talk about the Twitter audition. I mean, <laughs> you won the role over 30,000 people who auditioned. Yeah. It's a huge number. And yeah. you kind of did it on the Twitter. So we'd love to hear a little <laughs> bit about that. I mean, kind of. I, I guess I did in the sense that the casting call came from Twitter. And then I sent in an audition tape over email and I auditioned for a year. It was 
340 something days wow. of going wow. in. Yeah. And so only six months into that process did I actually meet Steven for the first time. He had kind of been watching me quietly from behind the scenes through Cindy Tolan, our casting director. And it wasn't until June of that same year, June of 2018, that I actually met him for the first time and met Tony Kushner and started working with Janine Tesori and everybody who's working on the film. And then six months later, I got the part. I just went in steadily, I think, eight or nine times over the course of a year, which is, as I've learned now, unheard of and like not very <laughs> common, thank God. But yeah, you know, I social media is a very powerful thing. And I think Cindy Tolan was extremely smart to tweet out that open casting call. And, you know, I think a lot of people thought it was a publicity stunt because a lot of movies do that. But this one actually took a chance on new talent. And, and I'm certainly grateful for it. And I hope that it sends a message to other people in those positions of power that, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeking out new talent. So you mentioned him earlier. I like can't imagine what what is it like working with the Steven Spielberg? Oh my gosh. Well, he's the best person to work with. I know that this probably isn't an easy thing to do, but everyone who's starting out in the industry should work with Steven Spielberg. He sets a precedent for how people should be treated. And he cultivates this really loving and passionate environment, people who love what they do, and then therefore they love each other. And it becomes this family, really, as he, he's worked with the same crew for years. He brings all the same people with him over and over again. And, and then every so often he takes a chance on new folks and brings them into the circle. And we're all a big happy family. Funny anecdotes. I mean, there's a ton. He became such a close confidant for me, as well as a creative sponsor in all facets. But he loves to sing. And we would, you know, we would sing classic standards on set all the time. There was also one day where we were filming One Hand, One Heart, and we were in the basement of this church that had been reconfigured to look like the tombs at the cloisters. And he said, Rachel, we need some footage of you for the gag reel. Can you just like walk into a pillar or something? <laughs> yes. like, we haven't messed up and we need you to mess up. It was very funny. I loved working with him. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I tell him all the time. Oh, I love that. Well, speaking of working with icons, I have to tell you, when I was watching the film, that first scene where we see Rita Moreno, the audience erupted. Yeah. It was such an experience. So I have to ask you, what was that like working with her on set? I mean, that talk about erupting with applause. Like, <laughs> the day she walked into the rehearsal room, like everything went super quiet. And then she waved and we were all like, yes! <laughs> like, it was like, I can't even imagine how uncomfortable it must have made her. Or maybe she loved it, I don't really know. But in, uh, she's another one who's just so generous with her time and her advice. And like, you know, going up to her, she was the reason so many of us in this movie even thought we could have a career in the arts. I mean, she was the first version of ourselves that we saw on screen in such a real way. So the fact that she was willing to sit down with us and talk to us about her experiences in the industry, her experiences working on the 1961 Bob Wise film, and the fact that she was even willing to do that and explore this part of her life that she probably hasn't revisited very often for her own reasons, super generous. She's such obviously such a talent. I love her performance in this film so much. I think it's one of the best performances that I've seen like ever. So I just, and I love this character so much, this like reimagination of Doc as Doc's widow Valentina. It's so special to see like 
somebody who is older and Puerto Rican sharing their perspective versus the perspectives of characters like Anita and Maria. It's really, really special. And next up, you're Snow White. How did that all happen? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like every single day. I just don't know because people ask me all the time, how do you feel about it? And it's just bizarre. I kind of came into the audition process really late in the game. They had already seen so many girls and I didn't know that they were even casting. Honest to God, I had been kind of in pre-production for my next thing because I was so like neck deep in work. And all of a sudden I just got this email of, would you be interested in just hopping on a Zoom with Mark Webb and the folks at Telsey casting? and just reading through a couple scenes and talking. And I didn't even know really what it was for, like what the movie was, because it was so secretive and the roles were changed on the sides and it had a different working title. And then like, while I was talking to Mark Webb, he was like, so Snow says, and I was like, is this for Snow White? Like, what are you saying to my face right now? And then I waited actually a while to hear back from them because I had been like shortlisted for callbacks, but never officially got it until a couple days before I had to fly from Atlanta where I was shooting, go to LA for two days to rehearse for this screen test, do the screen test, fly back, crazy. And I actually got held at my gate before I'm flying to LA, my producer calls me and is like, we need you on set today. So I had to postpone. And in my brain, I'm thinking there's no way they're going to give me the part after I postponed on them for a callback to play a Disney princess. Like, who does that? And I got the part like a month later. And I mean, I, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we know not a lot has been said about the film and we are a spoiler-free zone. So what can you tell us about the film and your version of Snow White? Yeah, I mean... I've been pretty open with a very, you know, (laughs) very very loosely based comment saying that the Snow White from the 1930s cartoon is very much written in the male gaze, for sure. And she really is wishing for her prince to come and take her away from the life that she's living, take her away from her reality. That's not the case in this one. Very similar to the way that Maria was reimagined for West Side Story by Tony Kushner, that there's more agency here. There's a lot more active choice making. And I really love that about this script. The focus is not on the love story. It's not on wishing for a prince to come or, you know, I'm wishing for the one I love. It's nothing like that. And I really, really love that because I think that's something that a lot of young people need to see. And the music is so fantastic. It's Pasek and Paul. So, you know, how could you go wrong? And I've just loved the process thus far. And we're not even, you know, in the thick of it yet. Well, speaking of Snow White, saw one of your adorable YouTube videos where you happen to go to Disney World and you rode the Seven Dwarfs Mine train screaming, I'm Snow White. (laughs) So good. So good. I had to do it. I had to celebrate somehow. (laughs) You should. You should totally. I mean, that was a moment worth celebrating. And then I loved that later at Epcot, you saw Snow herself and she gave you the little heart symbol with her fingers. I thought that was so sweet. Very sweet. I mean, it was, I I like made a point to go and celebrate that because all I've ever wanted from any form of success was to be able to one day take my parents to Disney (laughs) and it's going to happen. They weren't able to come to the trip that I went on back in July when I got the part. But that was one thing that I was saying to one of my friends while I was in the 
thick of the auditioning process is I was like, if I get this, I could probably take my parents to Disney whenever they want. <laughs> and because they took me when I was a kid, cultivated my love of not only, you know, the Disney parks and the Disney family. I grew up on Disney films, but also like my love of theater was really born in, you know, the musicals that Alan Menken wrote and mm -hmm. all of the Disney theatrics. I saw all of my, my first Broadway musicals, the first four were Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Mary Poppins, and The Little Mermaid on Broadway. Oh, and wow, so, I love that. You know, Disney's always been just like that core part of why I love to do what I do. And I also really wanted to do Disney college program. Should I have gone to college, oh. it would have been on my list to go be a character performer if I got that opportunity. But now I've, I've got, um, Pretty much the same, you know. <laughs> different we think we did okay with this performing. <laughs> we'll put in some calls. We'll see maybe that we can still make that dream come true yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, in that YouTube video, I have to say much respect because as soon as you whipped out that iced coffee, <laughs> I too have an iced coffee wherever I am. So cheers to coffee lovers. I mean, but also yeah. at Epcot, who told you there was a drop at Spaceship Earth? You made that, that line. Was I was no, like, I, did. I, I, I made that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a drop. And we're like, who told That was hilarious. No, because I love to freak people out like that when they're riding rides for the first time. And I'm like, guys, there's like a really big drop on this ride. <laughs> it's just like, the slowest moving train. Like it's just so, but I will tell you when I went on rise of the resistance, I tried to avoid every spoiler possible because I wanted to, and I didn't get to ride it for like, over a year after it opened because it was in beta the last time I was there. It was in beta ah. And so I just, I didn't get to go on. And I finally went on. My best friend and I, we waited outside of uh, Primetime Cafe so that we, cause that's the, apparently the best spot to get your pass. Ah. We got our pass, we got on the ride and that drop. Oh yes, yes, yeah, that's like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Freaked the me escape out. pod amazing yeah. now it all makes sense and i was dying when you told your friend brenna that figment is a dragon who feeds off your fear <laughs> i mean see like what <laughs> it was beautiful it was a beautiful moment i think because well i personally i'm on the figment train but i know that's oh. a very polarizing topic I we love oh no we love figment here we celebrate figment good i'm i'm glad because it's polarizing there's a lot of people who don't like figment I love Figment. I love the queue for Figment so much. I love the big poster of Robin Williams. I go there every time. I love it there. <laughs> we are on board with that. All right, well, our time is sadly coming to an end, but before we go, we ask every guest this question. What is your favorite Disney memory? I got to open the Magic Kingdom when I was 15, 14. My family and I were the first family at the park so, so fun we got, yeah, so oh we my got gosh to go up we met this man named jack who drove the trolley down main street mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and we got to meet may he rest in peace the the mayor of main street Aww. um he was awesome that was like my family's dream we had been going to disney for over a decade at that point and like once every year and every year we'd be like, how do we be those people back when the train show was <laughs> opened the, uh, the magic. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they said it was the quote unquote first family. Like what time do you have to get there in the morning? Like six, seven. So really? we were just there for early magic hours one day, like the extra magic hours. 
And this lady came up and she just, you know, started talking to us and asking, you know, do we come often? Where are we from? And then she just kind of was like, I want you guys to be my first family today. We wore that badge. Like, we're walking around the Magic Kingdom like we own As the you place. should. Like, oh. we were Bob Iger. We were, like, literally walking around like we were him. We are the CEO. And it was the most fun. I've never seen my mom so excited about anything ever. Oh. She was just so thrilled. And so I think that might, that's definitely up there. I have a lot, I obviously, but that's definitely up there. With many more to come. That's amazing. And I love that you you actually, you know, sometimes we get guests, they, they're not as familiar and don't know the Disney as deeply as you do. You're like getting, you get extra magic hours. You like know, you know all oh. the words. It's amazing. I'm here. I'm here. I know all the Disney buzzwords. We're ready to go. But like, seriously, oh. thank you guys so much for having me, by the way. I'm so excited right now. We, well, we were too. Trust me, Tony and I got to see the film about a month ago and we just were so in love with the movie and with you. So, and, and Sherry loved it. And thank you so much. Congratulations. And yeah. we can't wait to speak with you again for Snow White or something else soon. Absolutely. I would or just to go to Disney World together. Yes, let's, go let's go. Oh, can't wait for that drop in Spaceship Earth. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. I loved chatting with her so much. Mm. It is impossible for me not to laugh when I think about her telling her friend that Figment is a dragon who feeds off your fear. <laughs> I so mean, good. that was kind of genius, kind of genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.